All right. You've been patient, you've been kind, and you've been super generous. Lots of notes in over the last year as we took some time off the air, but welcome back to Mindset Radio. So a lot of things changed, a lot of things moving forward. As we begin to settle up for the new relaunch and bring in a spectacular co-host, my dear friend Mike Brown, to join me uh, as we dissect the art and science of results. Now, Leading up to that, Mike and I have been running the 2022 Built by Brute Force Challenge, and we've brought some amazing people to the table with spectacular interviews, sharing their wisdom and their insights on how to improve performance, how to deal with a variety of aspects, and really setting yourself up for a spectacular 2022. So we're going to be sharing those interviews here out on Mindset Radio, uh, all those bonus episodes as we start to lay the groundwork, get back on the air, get back on track, and get back moving. So thanks for hanging in there. Or if you're listening new, make sure you download, subscribe, stick around because the new episodes will be airing soon. All right, what's going on, Brew Crew? Wednesday, middle of week five, built by Brew Force Challenge. Everybody's doing fantastic. Uh, I announced it earlier this week. Very special guest. Uh, man, it's earned a lot of respect in the community. Uh, somebody that I've admired for quite a long time uh, and uh, really just kind of coming in. And this week, you know, we've been talking about discipline and I was thinking through my brain who I'm going to call, you know, almost a pat a note and said, hey, man, don't make me call Jocko. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, come on with me. Uh, so today, Pat McNamara is joining us. Brother, thank you so much. Thanks for having me and thanks for your audience for putting up with me oh yeah so dude they they love you man i mean they have no other choice for the next few minutes <laughs> that's to it put up with that's but, it. yeah no appreciate i appreciate being here so yeah man well yep. you know i mean i think this is uh so the way we planned this out kind of over the six weeks was you know lessons on monday interviews on wednesday to kind of give them some depth right around mm -hmm. progression and yep. i saved i intentionally saved discipline for week five as opposed to week one I'm a big believer is you kind of got to hang your ass out there. You got to go through some ups and downs. You have to have something to anchor into so that then the lesson becomes valuable. And then earlier this week, really the context was more about how do I create a framework? How do I explore, you know, the areas of my life that are undisciplined and what I'd love to do today is just kind of dive in clearly your path, your life, the things you've chosen to do require and demand a level of discipline far beyond most people will ever experience. So I'd love to explore that with you if you're, if you're down. Right on. I am Sweet. down like Charlie Brown. Sweet, man. So let me, mm -hmm. let me just ask you this. Let me start off with this because this is always interesting to me being a freaking geek around human behavior. Yep. yep. Did you grow up in a discipline environment? Did you, was that like a anchor for you through the course of your childhood and, and early development cycle? You know, was dad that way? Was mom that way? Or, uh, is that something you had to kind of grow and develop on your own and figure out? You know, it, it, that's interesting because a lot of guys, you know, they were, um, they had a real strict upbringing yeah. and you might think that about, about me, but real strict, rigid dress, right dress. <clears throat> it wasn't at all like that. Now, um, I had, uh, in a, in a, in a family of a bunch of kids, yeah. I had some real riffraff. I was the good kid. <laughs> no, so I weren't. had a lot of, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. yeah. So I had a lot of left and right. Right. So okay. left and right boundaries is wide. So here's one thing, you know, as far as the discipline goes, my dad worked his butt off, hmm. you know, he scraped together. Um, he worked several jobs and I saw how far my mom could stretch a dollar. 
So the or the value of a dollar became an early thing for me. So I started, as far as the discipline goes, yeah. I started making my own money. Mm. I started working. I had a bank account when I was 14 years old. Wow. Uh, so I became, you know, disciplined as far as work ethic goes, you know, but that was just by me observing my parents. Yeah. You know, seeing how hard they worked, how hard it was for them to provide for the family, how far they could stretch a dollar. So many kids nowadays have no concept value None. of dollar yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. So I had that early on. And then thankfully, too, I started wrestling when I was uh, in freshman year high school. Okay. So uh, enter the world of sport. Now discipline is required. Yeah. And more so when you want to achieve greatness, yeah. because now it requires self-discipline, you know, self, self-governing. Yeah. Um, you have to be self-driven if you want to be, if you want to level up. Yeah. You know, because I sucked my first, my first two years. Yeah. And uh, thankfully my coach was, um, he was a guy that he, he, he never shunned the kids who sucked. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. He always gave us opportunity. All right. So you're not varsity or JV. You're down here, but the other teams have people down there too. So we're going to find you somebody to fight oh. against, you know, that kind of thing. So he was great that way. But cause in my senior year, I couldn't be beaten. So, but it required that work, you know, work, work, work. Well, work, yeah. Work, and I think work. it's that, you know, it's that combo too. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, having that coach like that, you know, flip that like to my soccer coach growing up i was the chubby kid not very fast yep. you know and his mentality was oh no band man you're playing skins today every day take that shirt mm -hmm. off be embarrassed feel awful about yourself you yep. know and, and then that created a pattern for me of like oh then i'm going to become the best fucking goalkeeper i can become because i don't right. have to take my shirt off then i have to run fast right so i learned <laughs> i learned a model of more compensation rather than like mm -hmm. moving but it is interesting that that you know, one of the things I taught was how to communicate and get support because you've got to have that around you as well. Mm -hmm. um, right. You know, I'm a firm believer in that. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as you go through, so when did you, did you go in eight, what, what, how old were you when you, when you joined the military, when you joined the army? 18, 18 years yeah. old. 18. So what, right out of high school. And where'd you go in first? What was your first? What was so your first? I, I, I was lucky i um it's it, it i tell people this story a lot where i went and it was the wrestling that you know once you taste victory and yep. you taste like uh what what hard work can provide for you yeah you want that more and more you know what i mean so military wasn't on my radar first couple of years of high school but by 11th grade it was like man i need the military and then by my senior year <clears throat> i was thinking what is cool and what is hard in the military? So I went to each one of the recruiters and asked them that, you know, I wanted the coolest thing and the, I wanted the, the biggest challenge. Yeah. And the army had the best answer for me at the time. Um, you could enlist off the street for SF contract. Okay. Yep. So I'm what they re what is referred to as an SF baby. So the 13 weeks infantry basic, right to jump school, right to the special forces course directly in. So I started the SF course on my 19th birthday. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's where I started. Okay. Yeah. And then you progress through the units and then clearly, yeah. you know, finish out of top tier level unit out of the US Army yep. Special Operations Command. 
a mm-hmm. lot of experience there. What do you, what do you think you, so you, you, you brought up a, a cool point, which to me is partly why I left it here. Mm-hmm. There's a big piece in next week. We're going to talk about embodying the win and we've got a rad special guest coming in to, to talk about cool. that on Wednesday. I'm not going to reveal that yet. She's, right on. she's, you know, it's going to be cool, nice. but, but I, I want people to get that because there has to be a physical sensation, right? There has to be a, a physical desire to connect to something that then becomes that internal driver, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I talked early or this week about like getting, getting in touch with your value system. You know, if, if health and fitness isn't in that value system or hasn't been built in that value system, like step one is you got to get it in the mix. You know, you got to get it into something. So there's an attachment to it. Once there's a little bit of an attachment to it, then the desire comes and the more you progress and kind of, go, oh, wow, I put the work in and I got the result I wanted. That drives us forward. How do you, how did you see that for you from wrestling, then coming into the military? I mean, and let's talk about it. Like what challenges did you face? Where were the moments? Cause that's a big lift coming in 18, mm-hmm. 19, right. going to the Q course. Like that's a, or, or just selection. Like that's a, that's a big jump. Yep. You know, where yep. did, where you did self-doubt creep in? Did, worry or concern for oh. where did you have to like find that all, balance all of it yes yes yeah. yes 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 yeah. so you know just like with 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 the wrestling thing when you taste that victory for the first time it's very sweet and you want it again and again and again and then what does that require that to be self-governed self-driven you know it requires those extra hours after practice so with the military it was the same way after the special forces course the thought process was what's next what's the next thing so is you know uh the hardest physical school in the military combat dive school yeah which epic fail first time epic <laughs> epic 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 fail two shallow water blackouts back to the drawing board back wow. to pre-scuba <clears throat> but right back to it right and then halo school and then getting another sfmos you know it was always what's the next thing what's the next thing what's the next thing and i and i think that um even outside right of the military wherever you are in life i think that we um you know if we want to motivate and drive ourselves we should think that what can i do next i'm not it doesn't have to be grandiose you know you don't have to write a novel or or um walk the appalachian trail but it could be you know what's next well, I'm going to start a, uh, a physical fitness regime, you know, and I'm going to stick to it, that kind of thing. So, but, um, but what was the other part of that question? Self-doubt. And, yeah. Um, okay. this, I, you know, I could, I could write volumes. Uh, <laughs> I could write volumes of, about how many times I've failed, hmm. you know, especially in the military, even afterlife in the, mm-hmm. in, in business world. So both there and, since I retired, the amount of times I failed is ridiculous, but I avenged every single one of those failures, every single one of them. Yeah. Every one of them. Um, there was, um, I won't say I could remember self doubt, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but I remember the agony of defeat so many times, whether it was just, dude, you failed, you didn't cut the gravy or horrible injury. 
yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because there's a lot of luck involved. You know, if you have a special operations career, so many kids ask me, oh, I want to be a Navy SEAL. I want to be in Delta Force. I want to be an Army Ranger. Well, great. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. But um, there's there's a lot of luck involved in that process, in that road. You know, yeah. there's so much luck. And, and you know, sometimes it's, it's um, you know, the planets were in line during a written test. I mean, people think, you know, when you think special ops, you think knuckle dragger. Then the amount of freaking math I had to do, you know, math and writing and, and reports and and it, 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 there was just so much study involved in that. Yeah. There's a lot of study. You have to apply yourself. You know, you yeah. need you, uh, um, attitude, aptitude, desire, yeah. right? Those three things. Mm-hmm. And and it's a long, arduous road damn, it's a great road to take because at the end, you know, that sweet, sweet taste of victory once again is so freaking good. So, yeah, I mean, and that's the most important thing. Like little wins matter. You Mm -hmm. know, I think, I think a lot of people don't like, we, we tend to frame ourselves below, you know, guys will look at you, people will look at you and be like, oh no, that guy didn't have a problem. Like he, you know, clearly he performs top of his game. He's a badass. You know, there was nothing there. Wrong answer. It's hard. You know, yeah. I, I can remember we had, uh, you know, you know, Ray Devins, do you know Ray Devins? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw Ray the other day, uh, or a couple, two months ago down in Florida. Good cat, man. Yeah, Good cat. So Ray was the first sergeant at RIP when I came in. Mm-hmm. Ray, Struker, all these guys, right? Right, post Somalia. Right. I come in. Um, we lost over half the class day one. You know, first words out of Rev- Devin's mouth were, whoever wants to quit, form up over here. And, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like... I'm number two in formation because of my name. And all I hear is like the cattle behind me. And I'm sitting there thinking, did I F up? Did I, did somebody not tell me something here? Right. And so we lost, we lost half the class, more than half the class. We got down to a certain size. We were about to be like the first class in a year that had actually all graduated. And we had Mm -hmm. one kid fail the written test at the end. Wow. Uh, Wow. One kid. Yep. And he's a stellar Mm -hmm. performer. Um, And he's, he hung, he recycled. And showed up in battalion, you know, whatever, month Hell and a half yeah. later, you know. And Avenge he, he, it. Yeah. But, but I think a lot of us, when it comes to discipline, like it's almost a landmine field in a lot of ways. There are so many mm-hmm. things that can throw us off. But like you talked about, like, like feeling into, ooh, I, I did that workout today. I mm-hmm. added five pounds. I added 10 pounds. Like each little incremental success matters is what I'm hearing from you. You know, I, I, that's one of my sayings in training on the range or physical training. I have a couple. One is that, that incremental, make incremental improvements, right? Incremental. And it's as simple as this. So many people have stolen this from me. If you cloned yourself yesterday, can you kick your clones ass tomorrow? (laughs) So, you know, you think about that. So here you have yesterday's clone and you're looking at him, right? He's yesterday. What can I do today? Because I have to confront my clone tomorrow. You know, mm. what can I, so is it going to be a little bit better balance? Am I going to be a little keener? You know, am I going to have better hand and eye coordination a little faster, maybe a little stronger, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Just a little bit, those incremental improvements, because I think, you know, when, especially when people start in a, like, let's say a new year's resolution, yep. they have this big grandiose, uh, um, uh, goal they want to achieve, you know? Yep. And, and it's like, it's like looking at a ladder, you know, they're looking at the top rung, 
but they're not looking at all of the incremental rungs that it takes to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. You can't get to that top rung, bro. <laughs> you can't yeah. without hitting each one of these incremental. So, you know, you need those. Um, it's good to have an, a long-term ambitious goal, but you need short-term intermittent goals as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what keeps you, that's what keeps you coming back. Yeah. You know, that's what keeps you interested because, Oh, that wasn't, that wasn't hard. You know, let's say somebody's starting out because the guys I train, they're all over the map, the demographic. Mm-hmm. They could be 14-year-old kids. They could be 74-year-old obese man. Yep. Um, so uh, I always make that a point. You know, it's like just just show up, number one. Show up. Show up. And then start the process. And, um, and, and just think incremental improvement, you know. It doesn't have to be grandiose. Make those little intermittent hit every rung on that ladder. Yeah. I mean, you can't shortcut it. No, you can't. Well, and Mike and I, we we did, uh, we do these Sunday morning setups too. We've been going live with the community and Mike came on. uh, You know, we talked about not getting attached to the outcome, right? Right. I can set my, I can set my objective, right? Distance Mm -hmm. and direction. I'm heading in that direction. I know the framework and the roadmap that's going to get me there. But once I know that, then it's like, all right, cool. What's then what are the steps? What are the rungs on the ladder? What's the process mm-hmm. that's going to help me achieve that goal? Because it's not going to happen tomorrow. You know, I'm not going to go from where I am today to where I want to be in a day. It is that little incremental step in incremental process. You know, I'm so glad you said that, not focus on the outcome, because that's yeah. one of my big things in training. I I I, I can't stand outcome-based training. I yep. you could it could be it could be defined as execution with consideration of the consequence. Will I succeed or will I fail? You ha- and when you think outcome, it will absolutely sabotage your ability to perform. So we need to think performance, right? And and the good thing is we all perform differently. Mm-hmm. And performance can be measured by doing what we can with what we have. Right. So you set the goal for yourself and then based on your previous performance, make that incremental improvement based on your own. You know, you're not looking, it takes, you take the periphery out of it. That guy's doing this, that gal's doing that. Doesn't matter. We all perform differently. You know, you're, you can't measure, uh, you can't measure yourself by somebody else's performance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because the biggest reason is because, like I said at the beginning, we're all built and uh, we all perform differently. So um, performance-based training asks how well, not how many, how much, how fast, how well. Yeah. So it's it's a much more, I think, productive way to train, whether it's in fitness, in the shooting world, um, whatever it is, that performance-based training versus that outcome-based training. So I'm glad you said that because man, that's something I could talk about well, forever. Man, and you triggered a memory. I mean, you literally just triggered a memory. So, mm-hmm. like, I can remember. I suddenly had a flashback being at Harvey Point, uh, mm-hmm. right when when I was yep. working on all the performance stuff, and like Jimmy Attaway's there, and a couple other, you know, Ron Franklin and the guys were there. Yep. I actually distinctly just triggered a memory. We were sitting around the table. Argue, somebody was arguing about outcome based stuff, and I remember. You know, I remember the conversation about you. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many years ago this is, but mm-hmm. you know, that, that was, that was a very significant piece for you detaching yep. from the outcome, following mm-hmm. lines of performance. You know, I used to love bringing, you know, bringing the teams back in and I would always <clears> ask them <throat> this. I'd always, 
I get them to sit down because I've got video and heart rate data and all the goodies behind me getting ready to, you know, unleash on their ass. And yep. I was just looking at them and say, listen, I just want, I, you, you need to answer this question. You can only answer it with a yes or a no. That's it. Mm -hmm. Period. And the question was, did you produce the results you wanted to produce? I need mm -hmm. a yes or a no. That's it. You know, you see, you know, 20 year seals squirming in their seat. Like, mm, I can't just yeah. give you a yes or no. You know, they want the bucks <laughs> and they want the whys and they want the wells and they want all that stuff. And, and it was a process of getting them to a confident, yes, I did. And I can improve or mm -hmm. no, I didn't. And here's what we need to look at. Right. But right. I've got to get those first. And, and that's to me, I, I hate, you know, outcome driven training, right? Mm -hmm. We have an objective, but yep. you and I both know that goes to shit and you know, right. the plan ain't never going to work the way you want mm -hmm. it to. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I love that idea. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I love that focus. What yep. I swear doing? by it. And I live, I live by it day by day. Yeah. Still. Yeah. To this day. So. Yeah. You totally just suddenly flipped me back to like, oh, I oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, remember having that conversation. Guys, you know, well, the thing is, mil military is notorious for outcome based training, yeah. right? Yep. So it's adhering to some bullshit arbitrary standard that some dude wrote down and put in a book. So military and law enforcement, like law enforcement, you know, it, it, they, they admit it. They know there's so many people like I, the LEOs I train are usually shit hot. They're yep. squared away, yeah. you know, because they seek out training on their own. But most of them, you know, all they, all their range time revolves around their qualification. Mm -hmm. So let me practice the qualification or, or sometimes that's all they shoot during the year. It's just yeah. their qualification. Yeah. Outcome-based training. They're never going to get better. Yeah. No, just a result. Just trying to like right. go in minimum standard, you know, yep. and that's not, you know, and that's one of the things Mike and I, when, when we took over the company, kind of the first question he and I had for each other it took us a while to sort out. It's like, okay, you know, let's look at brute force. Let's look at the mm -hmm. name. Let's look at the meaning. You know, what is, you know, there are understandings around like instinctual, intuitive response in brute, right? And and we kind of came to this understanding that to accelerate life, right, to achieve something, and especially achieve something of significance, and mm -hmm. something of significance is self-driven, right? That may yep. be working out every day. That may be working out three times a week. That may be eating mm -hmm a little better, right? There's no scale there. There's no comparison model there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we fundamentally believe like it takes brute force to break ceilings. Like it takes effort. It takes discipline and consistency. And, you know, to me, discipline is like the, the foundation of consistency, right? right? So, hundred uh, percent. yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's been something I've observed even in my own life and, you know, the things that I've been successful at and then not. And, and nine times out of 10, it came back to uh, a lack of discipline in a particular mm -hmm. area of life. Right. Yep. Um, now, yep. do you, do you find that you are now where you are today, given your experience? And then I'm going to caveat this with the jump back. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you've got a good rounded level of discipline across the areas of your life? Or do you, do you still find gaps from time to time? Um, I think, we'd all be lying if we, if we didn't have some kind of gaps, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah. Um, so apps, but I, I have a pretty good disciplined life. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I goof around and there, there's times where I'm like, ah, uh, and I, cause I, I'm a stickler about not procrastinating. Mm -hmm. 
get that shit done now, right now, you know, but every once in a while I'll slip up and I'll go, shit. All right. I could roll that over till tomorrow. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yep. So no, we, we all slip up. Even the, even the most disciplined people slip up and I am, I'm not going to say I'm the most disciplined. Um, I'm pretty good though. Diet, exercise, work ethic, all that stuff, you know, yeah. family yep. relationship, all that shit. I'm pretty freaking uh, disciplined, but I like to goof around too. Now, well, don't get me wrong. Who likes um, that? I mean, there's a difference. There's a difference between being undisciplined and and screwing off or goofing around or having fun or, you know. I mean, it's uh, yep. there is a big difference. One, I think what I found and and bounces back with me, right? Like, challenge mm-hmm. me on this if this doesn't sit for you. Um, it's like if I go out and teach, if I'm teaching my set or performance stuff, if I go out to teach, I tell everybody when I start the class, hey, I'm probably going to violate all the things I'm going to teach you, you know, 300 times today at some point in time. The difference is these things are so real and so present in my life. I will Mm -hmm. see that faster and be able to make the adjustment, right? And return to my core at a faster pace. And I think that's what I'm kind of hearing from you. Like, hey, over time, discipline actually begins to become the way I am. And if I'm Mm -hmm. undisciplined, I'm, I'm a lot more aware to that undisciplined right. side. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. You talk, I, I, I have a real similar type of uh, anecdote. Um, I, when I'm training folks on the range, I give them permission to fail. Yeah. I said, you know, in training, we're all going to, we're all going to fail. I said, I am going to goof up too. Yep. You might not see it because, <laughs> be, because the thing is when it comes to failing, fail quickly. Don't spend this much time failing, spend right. that much time failing. Exactly. And, and so when, when, when I fail, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to finish strong and finish looking cool. Yep. Exactly. So you might not even realize, it, you know, <laughs> yep. but, but the thing is with, so failure in training is necessary and it's a biological requirement. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we do fail, we need to learn from the past, prepare for the future and perform in the present, we can't let, let failure become a recurring theme. If it's a recurring theme, you got an issue. That's yeah. a red flag. Yeah. So it's funny you say that because, um, you know, but I am very disciplined, like on the range when I'm teaching. I, t- I tell guys, I, say, I love to have fun and we're going to have fun while we're doing this. But we're not going to play grab ass. Yep. You know, it's the range and, yep. and this and that. But we're going to have a lot of freaking fun. And once I give people permission to fail, their performance goes through the roof, dude. You know, man, yeah. you're, you're <laughs> not ridiculous. kidding. I, yeah. I mean like, you know, Glock week at the agency, you know, I kind of, mm-hmm. when I transition some things, my theme for day one, right. Gen pop, you know, not people you really want with a gun in their hand, you know, yep. on the line. Right. Uh, my theme for day one was, was can I establish comfort and confidence? Can mm-hmm. I establish a level of comfort with that gun in the hand? So it's not mm-hmm. so, what is this thing? Right. And mm-hmm. then the confidence. And and my measurement for that was the even the kind of close to safety violations dropping, right? Straight fingers, no finger creep on the trigger, disciplined movement, coming out of the holster properly. Like once we achieve that level, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now we can progress to the next level. Right. Right. Yeah. Because yep. if, if you don't have that, then I'm always watching, right? Then you're always yeah, just yeah. In, in chaos. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, you're, let's talk about shooting for a minute because I think this is a good example. And I know you're a huge fan of this one, but like the dot drill, right? So a mm-hmm. couple inches, small dot, five, 10 rounds, one hole. 
You know, right. this is, and, and this is to me, this is like the standard of professionalism when you come to shooting. Mm-hmm. And you know, all the new guys are like, "Why do I need to shoot that close?" I'm like, "Hey, man, all I'm asking you to do is put one one hole in the paper." You know, right. but I think as we relate it to performance and success, what you often see there is, you know, they'll come out disciplined first round in the in the target, nice hole, mm-hmm. and then that next round will be, you know. Yeah, a little bit lower. Yeah. A little bit lower. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because yeah. they're looking at their last round, right? They're focused mm-hmm. on what they did in the past, not returning the sites yeah. where they want to be. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about it from if I have a bad workout today or, you know, it's a crappy day and I go by Mickey D's on the way home. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we I, I've said from the beginning to the entire community, this challenge is also about learning how to give yourself grace, you know, because that's something... You know, that to me, when we talk about things like discipline, and this is kind of why I wanted you on here, because I'd love to hear your opinion on that. The way that gets created sometimes for us eliminates grace, eliminates, you know, there's a difference between grace and letting ourselves off the hook. And I talked about that on Monday, Mm -hmm. but, but it eliminates this, this, you know, it almost puts this negative context of, oh, I'm a failure. I just... You know, I blew my diet because I went to McDonald's or I mm-hmm. didn't work out the last two or three days because, you know, all hell broke loose. There's so much, so many opportunities for that landmine to explode. Mm-hmm. I'd love to just hear the Pat McNamara idea around the balance of being highly disciplined to achieve an outcome and the reality of life and the struggles generally people deal with. Well, you know, um, so one of the things that you were talking about with the grace is, you know, like accepting mediocrity, you know, mm. some people accept that. I, I just Ooh, think that that's on, that's unsat, that's un- yeah. right? You can't, you can't, you, you can't accept mediocrity and, and capitulate to, um, to, uh, being lame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a good technical term yep. for you, yep. you know, <laughs> um, um, now I'm kind of got, I'm kind of got, I'm kind of going to go off in a little bit different direction yeah, only yeah. because I think it's, I think it's important, you know, to think when it comes to like staying on task, mm-hmm. right. Making sure we get that workout in and our diets consistent. You think about it the day before. See, a lot of us, it, we're in the here and now, and then we fall victim to fuck. I didn't prep anything to eat. Now I got to get fast food. You know, shit, I didn't plan my workout. Ah, screw it. I'll plan, you know, it. So I do everything the day before. So I have a, I live and die by whiteboards, you know, as I did in the military, yeah. I brought that into civilian life. I have three of them. I have one big one right here. It's the year it's 2022. And then I have one in, in my laundry room that I pass by several times a day. And that's the month mm-hmm. what's going on. You know, uh, this, this event with you, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, that's on the laundry room yep. and then I have one in the kitchen that's tomorrow. Yeah. So what yeah. am I going to get done tomorrow? So now I have a, a scheme of maneuver when it comes to working out sure. power day, strength day, speed and quickness, hypertrophy skills, but I'll still write it on the board, yeah. you know, and I'll think about it the night before. It's a great way for me to like count sheep before sleep. Okay. What am I going to do tomorrow during the workout? You know, what am I going to do? What kind of stuff? Because uh, I like to com- always mix it up. Yeah. Because it keeps you coming back. It keeps you interested. It, 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 um, alleviates the mundane. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and it keeps me out of routine. I don't want to get in routine. Routine is a playground of a dull mind. And when we're in routine, 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 we uh, we become victims of uh, what's that called? Complacent adaptation. <laughs> There's a fun yep. one to say. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, and, and we're not going to make goals or we're not going to recognize voids. I think that's so important. Recognizing mm. voids. Where Ooh. am I? Voids? What Ooh. am I weak at? You yeah. know? So is it my diet? Do I freaking succumb to eating fast food or bag of freaking chips too often? Yeah. That's a void, you know, recognize that maybe put it on the whiteboard. All right. Let me freaking cut that crap out, you know, just erase that notion. Um, so I think recognizing voids is a really good way to up the ante on performance. It kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that. Um, yep. Um, and man, do I love, love, love recognizing voids you, uh, because sometimes when you get into a certain um, like status, for instance, I have status on like the interwebs and stuff Sure, you do. and people are always freaking saying how great I am. I'm like, dude, I want to, I want to, I want to establish how much I suck at shit. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. I want to, I want to say, damn, man, I can't do that. Or, whoa, my, uh, um, my proprioceptive or my kinesthetic awareness freaking sucks. Or my footwork is starting to wane, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, or my, um, my, my strength here, or, you know, I could do better with the, because diet's super, super important. Um, you are what you eat. You can't be a human garbage can. And especially as you start getting older after 50, everything freaking changes. Yeah. So if you're not, if you're not starting it now, it's going to be hard down the road, you know, when, Dude, um, all when those guys, that, all those guys yeah. at the point, I mean, I, I think Ron Franklin, you know, Ron Franklin, uh, maybe out even, but all those retired guys at the point, they, they told me something, uh, very important that stuck with me. I think I talked about this before. Somebody made a comment about it. Wherever they were between forty and fifty, like you yep. know, uh, Kenny Thatcher. Do you know you know Kenny Thatcher? Don't you? LA I know the name. Guy? Yeah, yeah. He's been around forever. I mean, he's you've yep. worked with him. I promise yep. you, twenty nine mm-hmm. years on the team. Um, but like you know, those guys still humping and pumping it in that forty to fifty bracket, right? They right. didn't get promoted to the point and then came off the gas. Right. But you saw the guys that did. They mm-hmm. specifically said wherever I were, whatever I was in that time frame is where I am now, sixty to seventy. You know, I'm still, right. and things may have come slowed down a little bit, but they're still mm-hmm. running. They're still lifting. I mean, you know, yep. I haven't seen Ron in a couple of years, but I'm sure he could still kick the shit out of all of us. Uh, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> 77, yeah. 78 yep. now, that dude will, you know, but but that's true. You That's a super valid point. And a lot of our mm-hmm. audience is kind of in that bracket, right? I mean, I'm staring down 50, like looking at the end of a shotgun right now, um, you know. And, and, and they have to realize something that... <clears throat> Those are the best years, mid forties for a male, especially best years. That's when you could be your fittest and sharpest, you know, uh, and and the combination thereof. So when I hear for a guy in his thirties, say he's getting old, I look at him and I just want to punch his freaking mouth loose. You know what I mean? (laughs) Cause the obvious has no idea what's going on. Right. And, um, and, uh, Everybody that I've talked to who have maintained a level of fitness throughout their life and they're my age now said the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. When they were 46 or 44, they were best shape of their life. Yep. So, but after, after 50, several things happens. Um, 
One is you really have to pay attention to your diet, your water intake. You might have to take like a multivitamin, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and some Geritol. Put some, but, um, put some yeah. glasses on every once in a while. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yep. got, I've got several pair yep. here. I know. They're, they're all, all over the place, place man. Yep. Yep. They're everywhere. Yep. yep. Um, but you also have to do the boring shit. Mm. You know? The mundane crap, the, the the static stretching and the balance exercises and all that junk <laughs> that, you know, when you're when you're younger, you're like, nah, screw it. I get away with it. Um, but. Uh, uh, oh, and it, it reminds me something else, too. You know, um, when you maintain a level of fitness, the discipline becomes easier. Yes. Because it's a way of life. Thank you know, you. it's a way of life. Yep. So, um, so discipline becomes without thinking. You're, you're not thinking, man, I am disciplined. No, this is just how I live. That's yes. it. You know, and I, and I can't live any other way now. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I, I have some, um, I have some health issues. And so uh, for the past year, for a year, I don't, I don't feel like working out. But I have the system in place. You know, I have the process and the process keeps me going. If I didn't have that process over the past couple of decades, right now, I'd be a, a absolute wreck right now. Yeah. Um, but I have the process in place and it starts with what we said it earlier. Just show up. <laughs> yeah. One day you just got to show up. Yep. Yep. Literally. yep. Just show up. And for me, showing up is in my driveway because my gym is in my driveway. Mm-hmm. So, but I have to show up there and I have to get all dressed up, you know, so I have to, you know, put on my, my skull cap or whatever it is, get the tunes going, get to warming up, you know, but the first step is showing up, you know, you just, it's like going to work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and you said it just, again, you triggered me on something like one of the things that can help whether people understand it or not from a behavioral pattern, Mm -hmm. like if you have a routine ahead of time with the workout, like, you know, we talked about, guys that meditate before set themselves up or like do a sauna thing. But even in like attire, you know what I mean? Like, right. Oh yeah. Like that's a big change in, in state. You know, I was mm-hmm. a kid, I used to run in the house, change into Brown corduroys when it's time to play army and blue when it was time to play fireman. And yep. like, you know, I mean, that was, oh, yeah. that's always been with me. Uh, when I was teaching surveillance work, I would come in like day one uniform, day two, suit and tie day three shorts and a t-shirt and by wednesday thursday somebody's finally going to say you know dude your personality really changes what you're wearing i'm like oh right imagine that huh Uh, so like like you've got a routine like skull cap on look a certain way Mm because you film your stuff it's up on instagram you know you share it out there but you get into character right right? and Mm -hmm. there is value i'm glad you brought this up because i didn't talk about this on monday and i wish i had in the early days of developing discipline, and again, fire back at me on this. You can mm-hmm. tell me I'm full of shit if you want. It's totally fine. Nope, good, good. Um, in the early days of establishing a line of discipline, of taking that step forward, it's almost cool. And, you know, good friend Todd Herman wrote a book um, on the alter ego, right? And he trains on this quite a bit. So literally creating a character that works out, creating a character that eats well, creating the character mm-hmm. that is becoming this person we want to be, we've talked in this challenge about the process of becoming, you know, can really support you, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Skull cap on. I'm here. Like I work out. Al- you know, alter ego. I go in here, you know, crank the hat on backwards. Like yep. that's my jam. Like you're just, mm-hmm. you, that's, that's a, that's go time for me. That's like, you know, yep. I, I like working with a hat on, flip it around, do what I need to do. Like that's a transition for me. 
and it signals my body, oh, now we're going into this mode. Uh, you know, I love that idea, man. I mean, that's it's like it's like putting on your cape. That's what I told Dude. my kid, you know, this past summer, because uh, um, I was having some real bad health issues and I did not feel like working out. But in the summer, I'll wear my um, headband. Oh yeah, you know, and it and yeah. it's just it's just it's just my um you know my o, my yep. OG one hundred and seven yep. uh, cravat. The signature. But it's like yep. yep. So in the summer, that's that's my headgear. And I told my kid, I said, "This is like putting on my cape." Mm. You know, not, it's on. It's on. I have to go work out now. Yeah. Because yeah. I put the headband on. I love that. Man. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. But you know, but the headband's on. So Head guess band. what? I gotta go. I gotta go do it. Yeah. And in the winter now, you know, I, I um, it, it, same thing. I figure, what am I gonna wear? And sometimes, because people comment about what I'm wearing while I'm working out, <laughs> it, I, I've worked out in this yeah, shirt. You get instance, sh- yeah. You know? right. yeah. 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 I'm like, you know what? Today I'm gonna work out in a button-up shirt. But the thing is, you know, I've said to myself, this is my uniform for today. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I'm wearing. This is my cape for the yeah. day. Yeah. So yeah. Batman with a small B, Dude, you know, I love, that. I love that. All right. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to open up to the audience. You know, if anybody's got any questions or wants some wisdom for Bat McNamara, we have them, please uh, ask into it while we're kind of giving them some space. I'd honestly, I'd love to, um, you know, the, the combat strength bands, right. That you came yep. out with. I'd love to hear a little bit about those. Like why you design them the way they are. You know, there's so much stuff out there. Um, mm-hmm. but I know they're super important. They're super important. Your regiment, um, like, like just talk to me about the value of those. So, things. you know, when, when, when I was working out in a gym, which mm-hmm. I had a good gym, I was partnered. It, it was a great little MMA gym mm-hmm. and we did everybody in there followed my combat strength training program yep. programming, which was great. And, and, uh, you know, we mixed it up. We had really good fighters there, but we worked out a lot with just Spartan, Spartan, equipment you know mm-hmm. it, was, it was very it was very spartan um it, and i realized damn man i could do a lot with a little i mean i need some heavy shit you know yeah. and i need i need this and that but um eh, I, I realized how much more i can do with less uh and then i really got to appreciate the bands now once coronation hit and all that stuff right uh i decided to uh produce my own yeah and it was actually just a little bit before coronation, so the timing was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was like, "How can I get these made?" Oh man, I, I really did some research and and found the right guy because the company I, I, I use use surgical tubing. Mm. So now it's tubular. You know, my bands yeah. are continuous, right? But it's tubular instead of instead of straps. Yeah. So they last for freaking ever. They yeah. last forever, and I could do. Almost every day, power day, strength day, speed and quickness, and hypertrophy just with bands alone. Wow. Um, that requires creativity and imagination, though. Totally. Right? Now, uh, uh, understood, not everybody has that. That's why I provide it for them on the interwebs. Yes. See, see so that's I, I post a lot of stuff on my IG mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people follow my programming. Yep. Now, this is also a vicious cycle thing here. Yeah. So um, uh, people will ask, Dude, what motivates you? You know, how do you stay motivated? Well, right now, a lot of times it's you, bro. You do. Yeah. If I am motivating you, then you're motivating me. Yeah, man. So I have an obligation to put uh, on my feed 
some some workout stuff because I know that you are waiting for it. So thank you. You know, to the, yeah. I want, and I've said that a couple times in a couple of my um, uh, workouts. I have mm-hmm. thanked the audience for being there. Yeah, because uh, I have an obligation. I know the and and on my worst days when I don't feel like, especially Monday Power Days, I tell my wife, I said, Rebecca, I got to go hit it. I got to go <laughs> hit it. It's shitty outside. It's raining. Yep, yep, yep. But I know people are waiting for it. Yeah, they're waiting for it. So I got to go hit it. But yeah, the bands are freaking awesome, man. I mean, I yeah. love working out with with a lot less. You know, I mean, how, what does a home gym need? You know, you need a you need a good freaking sandbag. Yeah. I fill my people always ask, "What do you fill yours with?" I fill mine with rubber mulch. Yeah, okay. because then I can leave it outside all the time. It doesn't get heavier. Yep. You know, yep. um, but uh, you don't need much. You need a couple heavy things because you need heavy stuff to pick mm-hmm. up. To, pick up stuff and put it down you know you need to you need some heavy stuff to pick yep. up and put down a pull-up bar you know there's not a lot but yeah. my gym is very spartan but man i have fun with it you know and that's part of the process yeah. is looking around going where should i start today yeah yeah what what's gonna trick me you know because mm. once again i want to i want to figure out something i suck at yeah yeah i mean that's why i that's why i mean even before we took over before so i mean i became a I became a sandbag fan like instantly, you know, and I, I was like, wow, I can throw this thing, jam this thing, move this thing. I could break it up. I can, you know, I, I posted like one of my favorite workouts. I, I call it the reboot. Whenever I feel like I'm getting off or kind of need some kick in the ass, mm-hmm. I do uh, either depending on where I am, like 30 seconds, jump rope, 30 seconds movement, you know, pick like four movements that right. feel good in my right. body, you know, one minute, one minute and just go many rounds as right. possible and just freaking go until I'm dead because I feel like you get that flexibility and I don't have to like, what am I going to do today? No, you're going to do freaking thrusters. You're going to do, you know, push-ups until you puke and then you're going to roll over and push the sandbag or whatever. Like that's, it's been. Yeah. Find something and, and then find something you suck at. Do, do the boring shit, do Turkish get-ups or something boring like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is because we guys we're good at very, we're very good at practicing what we are good at. Exactly. And, yeah. and we're not going to get any, any better at anything else. Yeah. So pick that shit every once in a while that you suck, either that you suck at or that sucks. Turkish yeah. get-ups is a perfect example, you know, because it's boring it and they suck, yep. but it's so good for you afterwards, yeah. you know, because you have functional flexibility, you have balance, it, you have strength, all that stuff in one movement. I see a couple questions. Yeah, I'm gonna, I was looking down here. Uh, how do you respond when people ask uh, you to teach them how to be disciplined? Uh, struggling to teach their clients. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think you can teach somebody how to be disciplined. Mm. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. I don't think you, it's like feeding caviar to a hog. Mm. You know what I mean? You're not going to mm-hmm. tell that hog, dude, this is caviar. You're going to really, really like it. Yeah. I like caviar. Don't you like, hog isn't going to care. Yep. You know, I don't think you can teach. I think they need, I wonder by definition, you know, what is, if you were to define discipline, I guarantee you somewhere in there was, it would be, you know, being self-driven. Yeah. I've actually got, I, I don't know. I don't no, know what the on, definition of discipline is. I, well, I see I'm the, I'm the geek that does that. I'm the, I'm right. the, I'm the dude. But I bet somewhere in there is, you know, is go, uh, because well, if I were to di- go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, it's interesting when you look at it as a noun, the practice or method of imposing strict rules of behaviors on other people. That's mm. where, that's where a lot of negativity comes from. Right. However, when you look at discipline as a verb, right? Discipline in right. action, discipline in motion. 
right. it's really starts to starts to say um, to train oneself to do something in a controlled right. and habitual way. Right. Train so this is the big self. difference. Yep. Right. This is when you yeah. put when you put discipline in content in motion, mm -hmm. it becomes a self-driven right. need. Yep. So yeah. I, I knew that would be in there somewhere yep. Yep. as far as a definition. Because yeah. so I don't think there's certain things you can't teach a person. You know, you can't teach a person to be tough. You know, a person could toughen up, mm -hmm. but you can't teach him. Yeah. You know, you can't say, you know, here's a whiteboard and, and this, these are the five rules of becoming tough right here. If you do these things, you're going to be tough. Right. Take notes, everybody, because there's going to be a quiz at the end of the day. <laughs> right. Um, there's certain things that I don't think you could teach somebody. Discipline is one of them. Right. Mm -hmm. But you could guide them. You, can, you know, you could say, yeah. for instance, hey, um, start reading 30 minutes or 15 minutes a day. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, 20 minutes a day, mm -hmm. um, uh, cut out, uh, uh, cookies from your diet. Yeah. Can, can you do that? Can you cut out cookies from your diet? You know, just, just the cookies right now. Yep. And then, you know, you could guide them along the way. Right. But the thing is, and then they're going to say, man, I'm disciplined. I haven't eaten any cookies. Oh, okay. But you know where discipline is, what's the next step? Cause somebody, so I'm a big fan of giving people a kick in the ass when, when, when they want it. You know what I mean? Yep. When I have to do it tonight, I have to go to the uh, pub and, and, and counsel somebody and coach them. But I, I do it when I see that there's an ember there. You know what I mean? When I know that they're worth kicking in the ass, yeah. when I could light a fire under their ass right. with their own ember. Right. After that, they're on their own. Yep. If I got a return for a second ass kicking, it ain't worth it. Yep. It ain't worth it. But so many times I'll, people will hit me up like this. Hey, I don't have any discipline. Can you can you teach me how to discipline? In my head, I'll, I'll, I'll appease them and go, oh, yeah, but in my but in my head, I'm going, nah, fuck you, bro. You ain't worth you ain't worth the time. There's yeah. no freaking way. You have nothing going on. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing there. But but so but I could recognize that ember. You know what I mean? I well, recognize it just like that because it, it's 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 how they approach it. You know how they yes how they ask it because they they won't ask that direct question. Uh, hey, I need to be disciplined. It'll be something more like, yeah, man, I am. Um, I'm struggling with you know. I used to be so disciplined. I'm just struggling with it a little bit now. Um, you know, life is in the way, and uh, and I, I feel my I feel that I'm I'm kind of falling off the edge a little bit. All right, there's an ember there. Yep, because that guy knew yep. it. He knew there's what a he desire used to be. in there. Yeah, right. There's a desire. Yep. So now I'm like, I'm on it like a bond and I'll just trickle in. I'll say, yeah, um, I, I, I could help you out with something, you know, just have a chat with me sometime. We'll, we'll share a pint, you yep. know? And, uh, so yeah, that one there. No. Well, yeah. I mean, I, listen, I totally agree. You can, you can create framework. You can kind of create a, an environment for them to grow into it, but it's a, it's a self driven. I used to like to say, I don't need a, uh, I can't remember what the word is right now, but I used to say what I, the people I want around me, I want self-propelled people around me. I want people that yeah. understand how to turn their own motor and drive them. We can improve mm -hmm. the motor. We can get speed going. We can get all kinds of things going, but you, if you don't have that, that internal drive mechanism, that desire or that, you know, identifiable need to transition to something else. I got nothing for you. And, and a lot, yeah. I think the fitness space is riddled with, People show up to the gym, they show up to coach. Hey, you know, I'm not disciplined. I can't go to the gym. What can you do for me? 
all I can do is set a time and date for you. You got to show up. You know, you right. got to lift. You got to put the effort in. And just and show up. <laughs> just show up. Right. That's that's ninety percent of it. And then, and then I think a good coach, depending upon personality profiles, can then, like like you said, can turn that ember and you know pull that thing in and yep. give a little air. Right before mm-hmm. you know it. Yep. Start nurturing. Start yep. nurturing that ember and yep. start and just get the and Once that flame is there, yep. yeah. Once that flame is there and and I put just a little bit of kindling on it, it's then that's where I came up with the the phrase "keep the blaze alive." Keep the blaze alive, man. Just that's keep it. the blaze alive, dude. I yep. love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, as we get start to wrap up here, any final thoughts for this? You know, it, I I got to tell you, Pat. I mean, this group is they're pushing. I mean, they are. They've been good. Good for them. Yeah, I mean they've yep. they've they have, you know they've ridden the wave. You can see them, you know, like yep. week four, you kind of see everything start to settle down yep. a little bit, right? Uh, yep. But I think now we're you know kicking in, and this is why I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. Absolutely, uh, yeah, it's been fun, dude. Super motivating yep. community. Any final thoughts for everybody out there? Any? Um, let me see. Final thoughts. You know, I, I, it, this is so freaking corny and overused, but you know, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, I know it's really corny and overused, Dude. but, but it really is, you know, um, I think you, you get to appreciate, you, you appreciate shit more when you've had bad shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, when things have gone wrong with you, when, and when, um, when you've had, uh, problems with your health, with relationships, uh, it, 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 adversity at, at, uh, at through injury, mm-hmm. those kind of things. You appreciate it more. And um, the people who haven't been there, um, you know, really, really bad relationship, loss of family members, um, uh, super bad injuries that's taken them a year or year and a half to recover from. Yeah. It, uh, man, you know, they have no freaking excuse. And mm. for those of us who piss and moan too about the little things, well, I'm ailing from this or this happened ha- thing happened in my life. You got to put things into perspective sometime and realize that somebody out there has got it worse right now. Yeah. Because yeah. I, there are several days I know, or several times when I piss and moan, you know, up here, I'll sure. piss and moan or feel sorry for myself. And I always have to remember, man, dudes have got it worse. I've got it pretty fucking good right now, man. Yeah. I got it pretty good. So, you know, put a rubber band around your neck and snap the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Well, and I, I really like what you said, because it's very true for me and Mike. Like the community also, their contribution, seeing their posts, seeing their work, you know, having, knowing that they're relying on us to show up, do this interview, provide some context, provide some depth. Like that drives me. I've, this is this five weeks, man. My, I wake up in the morning, like, yes, let's go to Good. work. Let's, you know, and so it's, great. Man, so great. It's, and, and, mm. and, and you know what? So <laughs> yeah. back to that uh, last culminating thought for me, back to that whiteboard on the refrigerator, Yeah. you know, look forward to tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Because, it, because you, you know, the softest pillow is a clean conscious. And when you, when you could look forward, when you have plans for tomorrow, you know, outside of work, mm-hmm. you know, so it could be, I'm going to, because a lot of times it's like this for me, I'm going to get up earlier than my wife and bring her coffee in bed. So, you know, that's a jump start, right? That's the first thing. That's goal number one. So, and then I'll, you know, I'll just have several things I want to accomplish the next day. And I'll look at that whiteboard before bed and go, yeah. So you wake up in the morning, go, 
oh man, I'm gonna get some shit done today. Because <laughs> the whiteboard says yeah. it. Yeah, because because so it's because it. it's because when you when you actually write it down somewhere, yeah. it is now there, right? If right. it's just kind of living back here. It's too Gotta easy to it. be like, oh, no, I'm right. going to sleep. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Rebecca, get her own coffee. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. No, I want a good day. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? I want, yep. I want a productive day. So, all right, man. Well, do me a favor. Hang on for a second. Uh, I'm going to close this out here. Brew Crew, thank you so much for your time and attention. For those of you that are watching us on the replay, if you do have any questions for Pat or anything else, you can always post them in there. I'll send them over to him. Harass him until he gets us some answers. Uh, and, and Pat, I'll make sure... You know, I've already linked up to your IG and your other things, but I'll make sure all that's, you know, listed and everything else. Um, and people know where to find you if they're not already following you. I don't know why, but, you know, we'll, yep. we'll see if we can drive some numbers up there for you. Uh, right on. High value stuff. So hold on just a second for me, Brew Crew. Thanks yep. very much. We'll see you soon. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Great episode. Great conversation. Great interview. Make sure you subscribe, download, grab the next ones in line. And... Get ready to get set up because Mike and I will be back on the air soon with a lot more.